beautiful people. How are you all doing? So, thank you for joining me. This is Pregnant at Last. My name is Stacey, and this is my own personal journey and my diary of trying to conceive naturally, um, going through IVF and ICSI, um, and then finally getting our two beautiful babies and everything that comes with that. And I am so glad that you are here. So today, this is episode two um, of my podcast, and I'm going to be talking about the whole process of actually going for tests and starting that to actually look at our fertility um, after trying to get pregnant naturally and it not not working. So that's what I'm chatting about today. If you've not listened to episode one, then I would love it if you'd go back and listen to that. That was um, all about trying to conceive naturally and how that impacted us, what, what we were doing. Um, yeah, and I ended that on a bit of a, yeah, I started to talk a little bit about the GP and stuff and then thought, actually, that deserves its own episode. Um, so yeah, here we are, episode two and all things tests and fertility tests. So in my last episode, um, you will have heard that and known that we got to about 12 months of trying naturally to get pregnant um and yeah no luck we, we didn't get caught um we were doing everything that you should be doing you know on paper having regular sex I could probably say it wasn't enough <laughs> but I think that's typical of blokes um generally I'm not generalizing too much but yeah and it got to the stage where I was really frustrated. He wasn't really. He was happy to just carry on trying. Um, but I I wanted to know if there was something medically going on with us that was meaning we were going to struggle. Um, and to just get to the, the root of it and, and sort it out if, if that was the case. So, yeah, those conversations were a little bit tricky because, like I said he he was happy to just continue he wasn't really up for investigating it yet um you know for some people it takes like two or three years for them to get pregnant naturally and, and that's and it, and it will happen eventually but I just couldn't put myself through much more time and monthly heartbreak of trying to get pregnant because it had, it really had taken over. I wasn't chilled anymore. I wasn't just see, going with the flow and seeing if it happened naturally. It was now, like, all I could think about. It was affecting my life. It was affecting plans that I was making. And, yeah, I couldn't carry on like that. So, um, I'm trying to think... So we've been trying for around 12 months and I rang my GP um, and explained to them, you know, we've been trying for over a year and they're, you know, it's not happening. So my GP invited me in for some blood tests and um, told me what they'd be checking for 
now this was like five years ago now so can't remember the exact conversation what they were checking up for but the main thing he said was to look at my progesterone levels I had no idea what that is or what it does um so yeah went in for the blood test and he said I'd hear back probably within two weeks or so and two weeks came and went and I'd heard nothing so that two weeks was bloody awful because I just wanted to know um so I gave them a call I remember chasing them and they had the results but just hadn't got in touch with me which was handy but ultimately the results showed that my progesterone was very low and what that meant was I was not ovulating so my body wasn't releasing an egg so there was no egg there for the sperm to meet and for a baby to be made essentially so I was really bloody confused about that because I was having my periods so I was having a period so how come there's no egg like to me I didn't know that you could have a period but you weren't releasing an egg that completely blew my mind and I'll be honest I thought what a waste of a year if we've been trying to get pregnant and I'm not even ovulating like I was so pissed off I was really angry and I just thought I wish I'd have just rang the GP after four months <laughs> and just lied and said we've been trying for a year but yeah that that's how I felt I was really pissed off at myself and it, looking back obviously it's nobody's fault these things happen and it was one blood test out of one month so maybe that month I just didn't ovulate but maybe the other months I had been because that that can happen um so yeah that's what that blood test showed the GP said that they couldn't refer us to the hospital um until Aquilino had gone to his GP and done his given his sperm sample to have that tested and looked at so yeah that was on Aquilino to do that um and because he wasn't really up for going to the GP I had to remind him a lot and I was like on him to do it he's never been ill in his life he didn't even know what GP was registered with he had to ask his mum because he he just never had a need to ring them on he's never had a prescription so he didn't have a clue <laughs> about like who he was with or what he needed to do so I uh, guided him through that shall we say to like ring them up get it booked in I was kind of like look there is something going on I'm not ovulating so we want to get to the bottom of it so he yeah he booked in um gave a sample and waited for the results now we fully expected or I, I just never thought that there would be an issue with that I just thought it was the ovulation thing because I'd had that result I was like right that's it I'm just not ovulating so we can that's you know something that we can 
hopefully quite easily resolve because I know that they can give you certain medication to get you to ovulate. So in my mind, that's what I'd kind of accepted. Because um, I think they give Clomid for six months and then if it's not happened, then they'll refer you for IVF, I think. Um, but then Aquilino's results came back after a couple of weeks and they weren't what we expected. So, like I've said before, this was a few years ago, so my memory's not the absolute best, but it came back that he had a normal... No, he had a lot of sperm, so more than the average, but the the mobility of them, which is what direction they're swimming in, was not good. It was very low, so they were either not moving or they were moving really strangely and the morphology as well so the shape of them was not good so we had lots of sperm essentially but they weren't really moving anywhere and they were a bizarre shape so when we got that news i was just heartbroken because I immediately just thought, worst case scenario, which is what I tend to do. Um, I was like, well, if his sperm doesn't work, what the actual fuck? Like, I'm not releasing any eggs, and his sperm aren't swimming. We don't stand a chance. We're never going to have a baby. That's it. It's basically over. Game over. Um, and I was, yeah, I was absolutely good for quite a while about that. Aquilino being the positive person that he is was, you know, trying to kind of bring me back down to reality and reassure me that, listen, one way or another, we, we are going to have a baby. But I just couldn't see it, to be honest. I was so like, but how? <laughs> how? So that was really hard. And it's like... You'd explain it to family members that knew. And they just, yeah, didn't really get it and see how heartbreaking that was for me. And, yeah. The thing is, as well, Aquilino, when he did the test, he'd had, like, a bit of a cold... So he'd had like a really hot bath one night because he was like shivering and cold and he couldn't tell how hot the bath was. So when he got his results, he was like, oh, it could be the hot bath. Like maybe that has done something to the sperm and they're actually fine, but it was just this hot bath I had. So he was adamant that, you know, the test wasn't right. It was just because he'd had a very hot bath. And that caused quite a few disagreements because I just thought, just accept the fact that there's an issue and it's not all good like you thought it was. So, um, yeah. And looking back, it could have actually been that because you'll hear in a few more episodes when I get on to, like, actually doing IVF, he did another sperm test. Um, well, he had to give a sperm sample for the day that we did the the actual egg collection and, yeah. It was very surprising, just to put it that way. So the next step was, now that we had my 
blood test results, Aquilino's um, sperm results, then my GP referred us to our local hospital for more tests. Now, I didn't expect that. I just thought then, after the GP test, we'd just get referred straight away to the actual fertility clinic. Um, so in my head, I'd planned out the timeline, <laughs> as you do, of when we'd start fertility treatment and then when when I'd be pregnant, blah, 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 when I'd give birth because that's just what I was obsessed with doing, planning everything around this non-existent pregnancy. So, yeah, when I knew we had to go to the hospital for even more tests, I was like, for God's sake, this is going to take months. Because it had already been a good month or so by this point for us to get um, our results back. So my GP referred us and that referral took weeks, absolutely weeks. He just said we'd get a letter in the post with an appointment and um, I can't remember how long it was but I remember somehow finding the email address of the secretary for that department and emailing her and giving her all my details and saying how long is it going to be till you get in touch with me and I even tried to call her because she didn't <laughs> reply to my emails I was just a mad woman like I couldn't just wait for the letter to come I needed to speak to somebody and tell them how important it was to me and I just wanted to know like a rough timeline can you tell me roughly how long it's going to take because I just couldn't bear couldn't bear the unknown so eventually our letter came um for the hospital and yeah we went and met with um the doctor there they went through our, our test results and um explained that to rule anything else out they wanted to do another test on me which was to check my fallopian tubes because you know maybe there's a blockage there and that is why an egg is again released so instead of it being done that day we then had to wait for another appointment for that to come through to then go and have that test done which i was like why didn't we just schedule this for today i'm already here but that's a different topic so it was another good wait for that appointment and um i was really nervous for this one because it's where they put dye they'll like inject dye through your fallopian tubes and um take an x-ray of it to see if that dye is getting through or not and obviously if it's not there's something blocking it so yeah as you can imagine it's not the nicest procedure but when you're you know you know what the end goal is the end goal is to have a baby so you do you do whatever you need to do but yeah I was absolutely shitting myself I was really scared um but it wasn't as bad as I thought I think it was just like the thought of it was scaring me more than the actual procedure so yeah you're in the x-ray room but on a theatre table and they'll insert um a catheter is it a catheter yeah I always get mixed up with that and a cannula catheter um with the dye in and they'll push that through and it is uncomfortable I won't lie doesn't feel the best but it's very quick and it's over and done with quite quite soon so yeah 
had that done um, and the results showed on my left side the dye hadn't gone through so we had another appointment after that to talk about that result and essentially she said that it could just be that as the dye went through because it's uncomfortable your muscle has spasmed and it's just tightened up and it, the the dye couldn't get through or it could be a blockage in your fallopian tube but we you know we don't know um and she just said i'm going to refer you to a fertility clinic now and take it from there so we didn't really have a definite answer i mean my blood test results that said i wasn't ovulating that was only one blood test so it's not a hundred percent sure that I'd, i wasn't ovulating it could have just been that one month and then the fallopian tube test it wasn't a definite that my tube was blocked it, it could have just been my muscle spasming so it left us really like confused that that nobody wanted to like get to the root cause of why it wasn't happening but i just thought you know what We've, we've been referred now to the fertility clinic so it'll be for them to actually do some more investigating um and i was very excited so the hospital gave us a list of fertility clinics um that were available to us and we then went through those and we went with care fertility um in nottingham and they were amazing absolutely amazing but I must say I was the exact same with them, so I'd not heard anything for quite a while. So I just took it upon myself to get in touch with them and make sure they've got our referral and how long is it going to take and can you give me a rough timeline? <laughs> I must have been doing everybody's heads in. But um, I'm sure there's a lot of you out there that, you know, you feel me on this. I think in total... For from the beginning of you know me first going to the GP to actually getting referred and having our first appointment with care was I want to say about seven months altogether, um, which was a very long time and it felt like forever. But yeah, once we actually got that referral, oh my goodness, I was I was so excited to finally like get get down to it and figure out what was going on and get a plan in place and try try for our little babes so that is the end of episode two um i hope you enjoyed that and i hope you found it useful um my next episode i'm going to talk about actually what happened then once we met with care fertility um, and our treatment plan and um, yeah all of that which which is really exciting and I'm just going to wreck my brains a bit more about it all because it feels like forever ago so I'm going to go back through all my notes I've got all my care fertility notes um, and just to refresh myself so thank you so much for listening hope you found it useful I'd love it if you would um, leave me a review if you did like it and check out my Instagram page if you haven't already. So I am the Birthright Co on Instagram, and um, you can find loads of fertility content there, hypnobirthing, birth preparation, 
and birth tips and tricks if you are pregnant at the moment but yeah thanks so much for joining and i will see you on episode three